world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Okay, show 514. Uh, I have condolences to the family of uh, Iggy Ortega, Sandy. Oh. Iggy succumbed to COVID, wow. the China virus. Iggy was a two-way advocate, uh, volunteered CNJFO and other organizations, uh, probably in his mid to late 50s, I would imagine, yeah. and uh, instrumental in the when i freaked out and blew a gasket when we had the buses going down to yeah, trenton right, right, right. iggy was the uh, one who assigned the bus captains uh, where the buses were going to start from and drop off and leave i mean he did a ton of behind the scenes work with uh anjrpc and myself and everybody else involved um he will be dearly missed yes. uh, from and it's very important that we remember people like this uh, because he fought hard now, uh, Sandy, are you going to play the Avi after the first break? Um, I sent you a YouTube to rip. Yes. You forgot? Uh, I couldn't, but I will. Okay. All right. Uh, Sandy is out. I'm looking for a co-host. Must be <laughs> marginally retarded and uh, must have a good appetite and like ice cream. Hey, you know what just entrees. happened here before the shows, huh? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so... Uh, we got to put on a happy face. A couple of things. I got some insight. Uh, people don't know this, but uh, New Jersey is going to go with an electronic firearms ID card next. You know, we have electronic pistol permits. Oh, how nice. All right. So here's the deal. We need to get rid of it altogether. But here's the deal. An electronic permit kind of scares me because if they decide to pull it from you, all it is is one keystroke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah. this is being launched in about the next two weeks. I will have more details to follow. That was some insider information I got. Wow. Uh, by the way, a very important case went before the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, this is from Dan Schmutter. Very important conference at the Supreme Court. The court will consider whether to take uh, up the right to carry when it considers in its conference the petition in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. This is a challenge to New York's highly restrictive carry law. The court typically releases its decisions on whether to take a petition the following Monday. However, when the court is seriously considering possibly taking a case, it rarely grants a petition in a single conference. So look for the Bruin case to be relisted for one or more future conferences to see if the court will end up taking the case to decide. Dan Schmutter. Now, we know this what this is like, right? It goes on for months and months sometimes, and then Roberts steps in and it completely smashes the case right right do you hear that in the background i do and i don't know where I'm gonna it's get coming it. from welcome to live radio in the land of the new normal folks that was my burner phone ladies and oh, gentlemen that's good <laughs> i was one i thought it was star Sorry. trek i had no it was no, my burner phone that's good 
Yes. So uh, look for this. <laughs> what? Just saying. What? <laughs> so, so look out for. It's par for the course of the way my day is going. <laughs> yeah. So Sandy's not having a great day, ladies and gentlemen, just, just so you guys know. So keep an eye out for this case. This is our carry case. This is NRA-backed carry case, um, ANGRPC, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Now, let's talk about unity and activism. I've been holding this one uh, in my pocket for way, 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 way too long. And this involves Henry Monteferrant, and this also involves the uh, Spartan Dory he made for me, the second one. Uh-huh. So this this... Uh, a statement came out, a press release came out last week. Today, ANGRPC joined a broad coalition of firearms rights organizations in a lawsuit seeking to permanently end New Jersey's abusive firearms permitting and licensing scheme, which has the effect of severely delaying or denying the constitutionality guaranteed Second Amendment rights of millions of law-abiding citizens in the Garden State. For decades, New Jerseyans have suffered under a draconian system of firearms permitting in which the state inserts itself into the process of acquiring firearms and through excessive bureaucracy and unauthorized delays frequently disrupts the permitting process and extends it well beyond the statutory mandated 30-day deadline, sometimes extending it to more than a year before getting around to allowing citizens to exercise rights guaranteed them by the U.S. Constitution. So before I talk about this coalition, for you 49 other staters, only New Jersey has the NICS system. We have a middle person. I can't say man anymore. It's sexist. <laughs> we, have a mid, we have a middle thing. Middle thing. A middle thing. And what happens is when you apply for a pistol permit or an FID card, it goes to the state police and you get charged an illegal $16 and the state police runs your NICS check. 49 other states they run your next check we have we have shortened hours we have extra holiday hours we have other days where nix is closed where nationally nix is not closed nix is funded and paid for through the pitman robinson act that was enacted under teddy roosevelt where a percentage of taxes are collected to maintain wildlife that comes from hunting and fishing licenses and everything we already pay for background checks for federal nix new jersey has it inserted itself charts an extra illegal $16. That's why if you're a member at the Gunfire Range, we do FFL transfers. We only charge the illegal $16 NICS check. But the worst part about it is one thing, it's $16. They drag their feet. They take months and months. Teaneck, eight, nine, ten months. Fairlawn, a year. Passaic, a year. East Hanover used to be a year. Where the law, it's your right. So, listen to this coalition. The days of New Jersey's use of bureaucracy to block Second Amendment rights could be coming to an end if this new lawsuit is successful, said ANGRPC Executive Director Scott Buck. I'm the Executive Vice President. I'm never in the press releases. Maybe it's because I have no finesse <laughs> or couth. Maybe they just want to keep your name out of things. So listen who's joining us, Sandy. So it's ANGRPC, that's one. Firearms Policy Coalition, two. Wow. The Second Amendment Foundation, wow. three. The Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners, four. And the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, five. 
five 2A groups. This is unprecedented, okay? Now, we've all had 2A groups jump onto lawsuits and write additional briefs and stuff, you know, which, but this is unprecedented where five groups got together. So in the next week or two, I'm going to be announcing a fundraiser. And we're going to raise money. I'm going to post a link, and we're going to raise money. Every donation that is made to ANGRPC or one of the other five groups, you're going to email me the receipt. And then I'm going to have a drawing, and whoever wins is going to get the signed dory by me, the tip of the spear. Nice. How do you like that? I like that. Okay, you know what? We can start it now. Anybody who makes a donation to ANGRPC, Firearms Policy Coalition, the Second Amendment Foundation, the Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners, and the New Jersey Second Amendment Society. If you want five entries into the raffle, make five donations. If you want two, make two. If you want one, make one. Okay. Each organization counts as one. I do not know when we're going to pick the winner. Not until I see enough money raised. Okay. But you're going to have to. When you get your email receipt that you made a donation from any of those five organizations, you will go into the drawing. I will print those out, or I have the, the the guys up front do it, and we will have a drawing. And you will come down, and we will have a signed copy of the dory, the actual seven foot Spartan dory that Henry Montferrand. Henry will sign it as well as the artist, and I will sign it as the tip of the spear, and we will take. Take a group photo with it uh, when we have the drawing. How do you guys like that? Sounds like a pretty cool deal. You like it? Meanwhile, the association I live in keeps sending us updates to let us know it's windy tonight. <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, you do live in one of those communities. Yeah. Please be careful. It's windy. Yep. Well, thank you for letting me know I'm not going to open me parasol when I step outside. Well, you are probably the youngest one there by, I don't know, 30 years. Shh, yes. <laughs> so, guys and girls, you're all listening up. ANJRPC, Second Amendment Foundation, Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners, the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, Firearms Policy Coalition, five organizations. I need a copy of your email donation. Each organization counts as one, so you can get up to five entries to win the tip of the spear. You got me? I got you. Everybody got me? No, I'm not talking to you, Sandy. Oh. I'm not talking to you. Well. Okay, forget it. Can You're I win? I'm done. I'm done with you. I no, can win. you can't win. Oh. All right, so I have a member of the range who is legally blind, lives in New York City. He's a buildings facility manager, and his name is Declan. D-E-C-L-A-N, Ryan. He comes to the range with friends and family. He also comes with his mom. Uh, and he can see. He just has this uh, disease that's attacking his eyes, and he's hoping someday there'll be a cure for it. Well, Declan, for the past two or three years, has been running every day, and he's been running in marathons and stuff. So unbeknownst to me, I look at the uh, fourth estate here. I look at the uh, legacy media nj.com one day and i see an article called tethered together for a half marathon how this special new jersey running club became a family now declan is lives in new york but right at the beginning of the article declan ryan is running just over 13 miles on sunday morning with about 50 friends who have come to feel like family declan is legally blind and a member of the new jersey chapter of achilles international 
a nonprofit organization pairing athletes with disabilities and those without disabilities serving as guides for running events. Did you even notice it existed? No, I did not. I didn't know it either. Group members, including Ryan, will be running the virtual version of the New York City Half Marathon at Saddle River County Park. It includes seven miles of paved trails. The New York City Half, organized by New York Roadrunners, ordinarily is held on the third Sunday in March, but it was canceled because of uh, the China virus. So it says here, Ryan, 31, lost all but his peripheral vision 12 years ago, but that hasn't stopped him from running. For Sunday's virtual race, he'll loop a six-inch nylon tether around his hand, and his guide running with him will hold the other end. Jeez. A second guide will offer support along the course. This is unbelievable. It's amazing. So Ryan wrote, I'm looking to get it un- get in under two hours of his targeted finishing time. There's about 20 members of uh, Achilles, New Jersey members, including Ryan, that went training on March 14th, and they were, of course, observing all the, the covid training uh protocols and everything but is this phenomenal that's incredible so i declan posted the article later that day and i posted to him i said you are my hero and inspiration and he posted underneath that you are my hero inspiration (laughs) i mean wow i mean declan described it as not just a running club there's a family aspect to it we don't just meet up to go running once or twice a week we hang out together and we've all become friends and family this is this is just phenomenal and there's pictures of declan running uh tethered and everything uh, it's it's inspiring you know for everybody out there that thinks their life is so bad yep you know read an article like this he's 31 yeah. years old i mean he shoots he comes to the range he's a great shot uh and you know He's legally blind. All he has left is peripheral vision. He's hoping someday there'll be a cure for his uh, disability with his vision. But yet here he is. He shoots at a range. He has a full-time job. And he's running marathons. Jeez. I, I mean, this is, this, is, this is what we all should aspire to, well, to, to be this quite is honest great. with you. These are the kinds of stories I love to hear that we love to share with people, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really get any better than that. And Declan, keep kicking ass. He always shares the Gunfire Radio Show. He used to share it a lot on Twitter. I, I don't know if he does anymore because I'm banned on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. The dirty hippie was at a Senate uh, questioning meeting the other day. He shaved his head now. He probably oh, had head on, lice. Really? Yeah, Jack Dorsey probably had head lice. He shaved his head. Jeez. You want to see how he looks with that disgusting beard that probably has like vegan soup in it and everything. <laughs> you, you know, from a meal he ate a couple of weeks ago <laughs> with the nose ring, and now his head is shaved. <laughs> I like, as my father would say, I like to slap the taste right out of his mouth. <laughs> uh. Oh, what a great expression. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I posted this thing the other day that you have to take a stand. You have to be bold. You have to be aware of your convictions. And, you know, you have to be an, uh, an advocate loudly for what you believe in. And um, uh, how many people in my industry, especially in New Jersey, can say that they do that? Uh, not very many. Not many. I can no. count them all on about three fingers. Yeah. Uh, Bob Viden down in Vineland, yeah. I would yeah. I would put him as one. I would. Yeah, Bob's so, been at it for a long time. So I see that. I, I don't even know this happens, but like I read an article because, you know, Google search looks for my name. The Woodland Park, the police department, in partnership with the Woodland Park Stigma Free Task Force, 
uh, announced a new initiative in which they will provide a Be Smart gun safety brochure to each individual who files for a gun permit in the town of Woodland Park. Okay, it is the first municipality in Passaic County to take this step. In addition, gun for hire owner Anthony Calandro, who is a stigma free task force member, also supports the Be Smart gun initiative, safety initiative, and will provide this vital information to range patrons <coughs> and a donation. <coughs> uh, the Be Smart campaign to raise awareness that secure gun storage storing guns locked unloaded and separate from ammunition can change children's can save children's lives be smart emphasizes that it's an adult responsibility to keep kids from accessing guns and that every adult can play a role in keeping kids and communities safer all right so uzi chief uzi in woodland park is part of the nssf project child safe where they have uh they give out free gun locks. But now everybody that applies for an FID card or a pistol permit, when they come in to pick our FID card up or whatever, they'll get the Be Smart brochure. And I also have them in the range here now. So what did this take? I made a small donation and I'm a part of the Stigma Free and I'm a vocal advocate. And most of these people on these Be Smart initiatives are anti-gun people. But we can't ignore them. Right. All right, so why not embrace part of it and be a part of the solution? So I did that, and look at that. I got a plug in the local thing, and, you know, it's just good to make friends wherever you can make friends, all right? So I feel good about that. If anybody here doesn't watch Riding Shotgun with Charlie, uh, Charlie Cook is a great friend of mine from uh, Massachusetts, and uh, he does the gun grams. And uh, he does a show, uh, Riding Shotgun with Charlie, where you sit in his car and you take a ride around, and uh, he interviews you. And interview number 98 is with Dan Grotovic, who's the president of the Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Ownership, CNJFO. And they went shooting together afterwards and everything. So I, I, I encourage you all, excuse me, to check out Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Watch the one with Dan Grotovich. There's there's many other ones that you can that you can watch also. Uh, Charlie goes, you know, he's like poop. He gets he's everywhere, <laughs> and uh, he's just a great guy. He also sells swag now, riding shotgun with Charlie stickers, coffee mugs, and everything. And he does this free. He does this to pitch the message. He's a music teacher full time, and uh, he's just a great guy. So I think all of you should uh, listen uh, to his show, support his show, buy some swag. Uh, support those who support you and keep it in the family. So riding shotgun with Charlie with Dan Grotovic, the president of New Jersey uh, of Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Ownership. I think you should all um, check him out. Uh, remember we talked about uh, Evan Knappen has this guy where he bought fuel filters online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, an anonymous letter went to Ammo Land, and of course John Petrolino and everybody jumped right on it. And this was published, uh, Fuel Filter Scam, What is Facebook Up To? Letter to the editor. And Freddie Real, uh, the editor-in-chief of Ammo Land, posted this with pictures. But anybody want to Google it, just Google uh, or search Fuel Filter Scam Ammo Land. So uh, in so much that this article is being written anonymously, this the why behind that should be relevant, given that the anti uh gun big tech raging against anyone that goes against their way of thinking so this guy sends this thing 
While scrolling through my personal Facebook feed on more than one occasion, I've seen advertisements for fuel filters. Anyone that is not a complete dummy in the firearms world knows that these fuel filters, italics and uh, brackets, are in fact firearm suppressors, usually only needing a hole drilled in them. I would usually just report the advertisement and then keep on chugging. That is until today. I happened upon one of these fuel filter advertisements, image above, you'll see it if you search it, and then reported it. I also reported the seller. Facebook got that back to me and said that the seller does not violate their community standards. Oh, Jesus. See, you can sell uh, silencers and suppressors as long as you, uh, you know, you, you call them fuel filters. So the anonymous person said, I was enraged and further unhappy. I missed the opportunity to record the process. Well, the Digigods over at Facebook gave me another opportunity, and this time the image actually showed a fuel filter attached to what is clearly the barrel of a firearm. <laughs> it was kismet, and I started to screenshot the process. After snapping the picture of the fuel filter aluminum solvent trap, I started the reporting process. I reported the ad first, then I moved on to the actual seller. A quick internet search of the seller named Coospot brings up the Who's This results with the registered address of 417 Associate Road, Bria, California. A search on that address brings back multiple businesses that address with better business bureau style reports. All left to do was wait. I would say I was optimistic to think the seller would not be against Facebook community standards, but I'd be lying to you. I was 99% sure that they would say that the seller was a-okay. An hour or two went by when I received this message concerning my reporting. This was from Fascist Book. Thanks for the report. You did the right thing by letting us know about this. The page you reported was reviewed, and though it doesn't go against our community standards... We understand the page or something you shared may be offensive to you. <laughs> they didn't take it down. Oh, All right. So he goes, there you have it, folks. Facebook is knowingly and willingly allowing such items to be sold through their social media site. The situation is reminiscent of a man that was recently caught in what appears to be a sting operation. That's in New Jersey. Nappin's representing right. him right now. All right. So Facebook needs to be a... a investigate it but you know they're not going to investigate facebook it doesn't happen that way right it's it's just not going to be that way but please everybody out there please beware uh Knappen had a guy that bought fuel filters online they got the first one got delivered the second one he tried to deny the delivery and the police and the atf locked him up do you understand lock him up we do not need you to go through that process. So if it looks like a suppressor or a silencer and it's attached to a barrel gun, what do you need a fuel filter for from Facebook anyway? If you want a fuel filter, go to an auto parts store or go to Rock Auto, okay? Go somewhere like that, okay? Right. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So listen to me. Please be careful with this stuff. Fuel filter scam. If you order this and you receive this, you're going to get, you're looking at like five to 10 years in federal prison. And then, of course, New Jersey will go after you as well. Yeah, exactly right. We re really, really can't have that. See, we're not all part of the first tier. And who are the first tier? The elites, the law, you know, and, and the rich people and the media and, and, and politicians. Then the second tier is the illegals and the criminals. And the third tier is us, the law abiding, tax paying citizens. 
You don't need proof. Did you hear about the Hunter Biden fiasco, Sandy? No, I did not. So in 2018, Hunter Biden, when he was dating his deceased brother's wife, (laughs) they had a fight. And she took his revolver out of his car in 2018 and threw it in a dumpster behind a convenience store. (laughs) She went back to the house and she said, I threw your gun out. Was it a legally owned gun? Yes, it was legally purchased. So he freaked out. He told her to go back and get the gun. She went back to the dumpster with him and the gun was gone. Mm. All right. So (laughs) they seem to report it. So now, for some unknown reason, the state police got involved. I'm not state police. The Secret Service got involved in <laughs> Delaware. Why would the Secret Service get involved in an ATF local police thing? Yeah. So the Secret Service went to the gun store where Hunter Biden bought the gun. They were asking for all the original copies of Hunter Biden's forms. The guy would not give them to the Secret Service because he figured the Secret Service was trying to squash something. Yeah. So believe it or not, this this gun store owner in Delaware held his ground, and then the ATF came, and when the guy pulled Hunter's paperwork, he lied on his 4473, and it asked if he ever had any problems with drugs or alcohol. He was thrown out of the Navy for drug abuse. Right. He lied on his 4473. The serfs, the third tier, we would be looking at 10 years in prison and a six to seven figure, six figure fine. Okay, low six figure fine, ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollar fine probably would be it. So he lied on his forty four seventy three, threw a gun out in the garbage. The Secret Service intervened and tried to hide it and squash it. I'm sure the FBI was working behind the scenes as well. But nothing will happen to him. Nothing. No. Nothing will happen to him. The gun was recovered, by the way. A homeless guy found it and turned it in. Really? Yeah, a homeless guy who goes through the garbage and everything. So this is how it works when you're the first tier. You can lie on your 4473. Your girlfriend, sister-in-law, whatever it is, however it works, (laughs) can throw the gun out. Okay, she doesn't get in trouble for throwing a gun out. She should also be locked up for th- right, right, right or wrong for right. throwing a gun yeah, out. Exactly right in the trash where anybody else could, could, could yeah. pick it up. A child so, can get so, it. So nothing happens. Move along. Nothing to see here. That's that's how it works with the first tier. Yeah. When you're part of the first tier, that's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. You can be totally totally haphazard throw gun in the garbage lie on your 44 cent how did he get approved does it isn't our next system supposed to work if the guy has a drug record shouldn't it have been caught you would think Ah, uh, but not no 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 it, it's not that how it but works when you right? are the son of the vice president of the united states now you know senator and you meat know, puppet uh, meat puppet <laughs> Senator Meat Puppet. When your dad is Senator Meat Puppet, did you catch his? Uh, did no, you catch I, his? I didn't. Wow. No, I, I didn't. Wow. Anyway, he went off the reservation five or six times. So anyway, oh, it's, uh, it's kind of sad. He did such a wonderful job. Yeah. 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 He only called on ten people. It was all canned questions. He didn't call on anybody that was hostile or leaning to the right. It was just uh, it was just theater, like you say, Kabuki theater. Yeah. So uh, one more. Let's talk more. I don't know how much time we have. How much more time we have? We've got about three minutes. 
Okay, Hawaii's open carry ban is lawful. Federal appeal court rules. Okay, so a panel of federal. Wait a minute, is this the right article? Yes, a panel of federal judges, uh, court judges, on Wednesday ruled in favor of Hawaii's strict limits on open carrying firearms. The ruling by an eleven panel judge, eleven judge panel on the Ninth Circuit, ugh, the Ninth Circuit is a legal blow to Hawaii resident George Young. We've been watching this case, all right? So George Young lost. An 11-panel judge, a judge panel, said that he cannot carry a loaded gun open carry. Young had argued that his Second Amendment rights were being violated by the state's rejection to his license applications, but the panel held the Second Amendment does not guarantee an unfettered general right to openly carry arms in public for individual self-defense. Keep and bear arms. Yes. Young, the panel ruled, did not show the urgency or need to carry a gun in public. This case is important because it's very similar to New Jersey. Yeah, right. Okay? Instead, Young relied upon his general desire to carry firearms self-defense, the ruling noted. Lead dissenter. Judge Diarmund F. O. Scanalane blasted the decision as unprecedented as it is extreme. The Second Amendment to the United States Constitution guarantees the right of the people to keep and bear arms, the jurist wrote. Today, a majority of our court has decided that the Second Amendment does not mean what it says. Instead, the majority holds that while the Second Amendment may guarantee the right to keep a firearm for self-defense within one's home, it provides no right whatsoever to bear, i.e., to carry that same firearm for self-defense in any other place. His lawyer, Alan Beck, a great friend, said he will ask the Supreme Court to take up the case. Listen, this is now another case. The Supreme Court, how long will they continue to kick the can down the road? Okay, this ruling affects who? Alaska, Arizona, California, Guam, Hawaii, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Northern Mariana Islands, woo, Oregon, and Washington State. All right. This is another challenge that needs to go to the Supreme Court. There is massive imbalance in the courts, and the Supreme Court under Roberts has continued to kick this can down the road. When will it end? Well, it's not going to be a good show with this administration in there. You're going to see how many executive orders uh, this guy's going to. Let's see how an executive order is going to hold up to Supreme Court muster, whether it leans to the left or the right, though. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. So, you guys, you, how much time do we have left? Uh, about 30 seconds. New range will be open by July. Phase one, two new ranges, a 15 port and a 10 port. 15 ports, members only. We will have pop-up quarantine food every weekend from the 80 quarantine crawl restaurants. We will have a large lounge and refreshment area, 220 parking spaces, and many more surprises. A huge retail department, a members buyers club, and my training team led by Tony Arena and Bobby Prouser. Second to none, best team ever. Phase two, next year, two more ranges, meeting rooms, Rooms, party rooms and a 6,000 square foot members only cigar lounge check it out oh, nice. sweet it is we'll be back with uh, Avi's uh, Avi do you see what I have to put up with For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. 
When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. And coming up, audio from a gun-toting patriot, Avi Rackland, and his continuing battle with Freehold Township over the ability to exercise his Second Amendment rights. Here I am, again. Another 30 days and still no permit. Last month's speech was heard by thousands of people, both online and on radio broadcasts. I received an outpouring of support from my fellow New Jersey residents, including many freeholders and even New Jersey law enforcement officers, all of which made me realize that my situation is unfortunately not unique. This is the tyranny that every aspiring gun owner faces in this state. I thought speaking out publicly once would have been enough to motivate you to get it together and figure it out. If you think I'm going to go away without my permit, you're wrong. So let's pick up where we left off. Just three short days after last month's city council meeting, February 26th, I received a phone call from Chief Bauman. The first time I've heard from the police chief over 90 days into what's supposed to be a 30-day process. He stated my permit was approved. He reviewed everything in my file, which included a self-disclosure, as part of the Farzak questionnaire that over four years ago, I took Prozac prescribed by a psychiatrist for less than three months. That was it. He stated on the phone something to the effect of, because the phone calls weren't recorded, I'm not gonna quote it. Clearly, you were never committed and there were never any issues. The detective and I were originally on requesting a note, but decided it wasn't needed at all for this. 
I'll call you back in a few days when you can pick up your permit when it's ready. As part of this phone call, I also pressed him on multiple questions about the permit process and FTPD's failure to follow the law and keep me updated. He offered the same excuse for each question. I don't know, that's just how we've done it. That is what the detective does. So rather than taking accountability for the obvious failures of internal management, Chief Bauman instead decides to deflect blame and not take responsibility. But whatever, I don't care anymore. I'm gonna get my permit, right? Wrong. About a week later, I get a call back from Chief Bauman. He called me and told me that he was rescinding my FID permit acceptance and now requiring me to get evaluated by a psychologist. Immediately, I push back on this. I stand my ground and state, you said I was good to go. He then cut me off and told me this wasn't an argument. His main concern that I was now a danger to myself. The phone call ends. Why the flip-flop? To my knowledge, Chief Bauman had no different information from when he initially approved my firm to when he rescinded it. I was not provided any explanation and left to guess on my own. I have many theories as to what happened, but I won't get into hypotheticals here. So now, I have a new obstacle. The goalpost just keeps on moving. I have to get a note stating I'm not a danger to myself. I immediately pick up the phone and dial every psychologist within a five mile radius. I kid you not, every single one had a wait list. Due to the pandemic, mental health services are in super high demand and it's extremely difficult to find someone. I was not deterred. I saw a psychologist on an outpatient basis for three years. It started seven years ago and it ended about four years ago. I still had his number. So I called him up and he was able to squeeze me in. We had our session and I got not just a note, but a full blown letter that in part states, quote, I am able to surmise he has left any prior mental health and slash or safety issues in his adolescent slash early teenage years. I was able to conduct a formal safety assessment with Mr. Ackland to which I was able to determine he is not currently a danger to himself or others. Sounds good. My nightmare is finally over, right? Wrong. After dropping off the letter at FTPDHQ, Chief Bauman calls me back and rejects the letter because he isn't a quote, clinical psychologist. Despite him being a licensed family therapist, counselor, and clinical supervisor, and a man who would know me best given the fact we met for three years, that just wasn't good enough. To be clear, on the phone when Chief Bauman told me I needed to get screened, from my memory, he never used the term clinical. Instead, he said psychologist slash mental health professional, which is what the person I saw was. It was only in the snail mail letter that he sent to my house after I had already scheduled the appointment did it state quote unquote clinical. He never told me he would be sending me a letter in the mail. Quick side note, after my mom came home from work on that same day, she told me Chief Bauman called her cell phone. My mom's name was never listed on my application. So how did he get her phone number and why did he contact her? I have no idea. Was this a form of intimidation? Was he trying to get my mom worried? Does the police chief not respect me and think that I'm just a kid because of my age? Would he have done the same for a 50-year-old applicant and go searching nursing homes for the directories of their mom? What if I didn't live with my mom? Chief Bauman had the time to go and find my mom's cell phone, but not the time to process my application in 30 days. So at this point, I am living. I figured there must be some bombshell of a document with the county adjuster's office that shows something warranting this level of scrutiny. So I contact the CE's office and request my mental health record from them. I get a notarized letter in the mail from CA William R. Bucko. That states, quote, I hereby certify that there is no record in the Monmouth County Adjuster's Office based on your information. My name, date of birth, and social security number. At that moment, I learned there was a difference between the right answer and the correct answer. I decided to be honest and transparent with the Friel Township Police Department. 
I voluntarily disclosed the fact I sought outpatient treatment and was briefly prescribed medication in the FARS questionnaire. The technically correct answer. Had I not disclosed that, you would have never known the right answer because there was no record of anything for me. The police chief is playing doctor. He is arbitrarily deciding I'm in need of a letter despite no determination from any mental health professional that states otherwise. Chief Bauman is abusing his power. Finally, my FID is still pending. I will not be extorted out of paying thousands of dollars for a clinical psychologist when I already provided a letter from a psychologist I spoke with years ago. If you feel confident that me having an FID card is a public safety issue, then deny my permit now. Take your name, reputation, and sign on the dotted line next to the rejection box on my application. I will not continue to waste my time finding a doctor to appease you. At least then a decision will have been made and I'll be able to take it to the next level and utilize the vast resources that have been offered to me. Accepting tyranny isn't an option. Thank you. So after Avi did that presentation, he sent me an email the next day that he's going to start the GoFundMe and he's working with legal counsel now. Dear Avi, confirmation, blah, 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 application status denied. Issuing Police Department, Freehold Township, PD. Your application for New Jersey firearms ID card and our permit to purchase a handgun has been denied by the issuing authority. The actual reason for this denial will be made available to you from the issuing police department in the form of a letter mailed to your residence. Pursuant to NJS 2C58-3D, any person aggrieved by the denial of a permit to purchase a handgun or firearms ID card may request a hearing in the Superior Court of New Jersey. So, see what happens in New Jersey when you speak up for your God-given rights? Right. What happens? You get they back. take it away. Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> Avi tried. 19 years old, put in for his firearms ID card, did everything right. I knew they kept moving the goalposts. That email he sent to me was titled, You Were Right. I knew it was going to happen. God bless him that he fought. And he's so eloquent for a 19-year-old kid. Right, Sandy? Yep, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I see a future for him in the 2A community. Yeah, I, 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 really, I really do. I see a future for him. But... So we'll see what organization is going to help. If there's a GoFundMe, whatever is going to be done, I will help out. Uh, I'm sure all of us will help out here because this is a good case to get right into the forefront. So let me do some housekeeping right now. Uh, my buddy Marty, Marty's V-Burger, remember, 20% off with a Gun for Hire, mention Gun for Hire radio. His chicken sandwich is phenomenal, C-H-I-K-E-N, I think. Uh, you can also pick up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Uh, New York Tac Defense, Peter Tillum, M-Y-T-A-C, defense.com. If you live in New York, anywhere in New York, you need to have that protection. If you live in 49 other states, U.S. Law Shield, both of them use Gun for Hire in the code for a discount. Uh, my buddy's book, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, is available on Amazon. It's also available at the Gun for Hire range. It's under $20, and it's a great book, and it's a great primer. I give them away all the time. You should, too. If you own a knife, you should have the Legal Blade app, Knife Law App 2.0. The Gun Lawyer Podcast by Evan Knappen. New show comes out every Sunday. Please check out the Gun Lawyer Podcast. The Quarantine Crawl is up to 320 businesses, product, and services, all Pro 2A. Go on your mobile device, 
search quarantinecrawl.com, save the uh, the link on your home screen, and search by location. Do not spend a dollar unless you check the quarantine crawl first. Took me a year to build that up, and a lot of help from everybody else. So support those who support you. If you want to be on a super secret list, sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. Sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. I will also get your information if you email me when you make a donation to one of those five organizations with proof. So I'll put you in the same database, but you will have an entry to win the tip of the Spears Dory. My book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. Sandy, it looks like the first five printed books will be in my possession on or before April 9th. That's fantastic. Once I approve that, ten pallets of the books will be coming to me. If you do not pre-order, I ain't signing nothing for you. Crimeproofbook.com. Pre-order them now. Pre-order for friends and family. My initial order, when it runs out, it's going to take another six or seven weeks for another order to come out. The audiobook Sandy and I will be taping after I sit with Big Scott on Monday. And the Kindle book will be available as well in about three to four months. They will both be coming out at the same time. But buy the, buy the paperback book now. It's 304 pages, quality cover, quality paper inside. I think you really will enjoy it. Uh, crimeproofbook.com. Even if you and, get the audiobook, get the printed book because you're going to need it as a reference. You're going to want to go over it with your friends and family yep. and loved ones. Yep, yep. And you're going to want to quiz them. <laughs> My rabbi. Everybody needs a rabbi. Rabbi Bendori, 22 days, 22 miles for $22. Join us in the fight for the 22 challenge at irf22.org for our veterans. Sadly, 22 or more a day take their own life. Yes. So irf22.org. Uh, let's support Jersey Rizzo. Rizzo for New Jersey governor. He's the man. I want everybody to support him. Sandy, talk to us about your GoFundMe, VHS of Ocean County, please. The, we are raising money for veterans who are old and disabled. Uh, many of these folks have no friends left or family nearby. And they're, you know, I, I mean, just waiting for someone uh, to come by and a visit from a visiting nurse or, or a home health aide or, or just to get out to uh, the adult daycare center for memory care means everything to these people. It takes about a hundred bucks a day uh, to provide care and we are halfway, more than halfway to our goal. And I want to thank uh, Mark Sanchez for his $100 donation and Ronaldo Castro for his $100 donation. And look, it doesn't have to be 100 bucks, guys, but 5 bucks, 10 bucks, anything you've got will help and we'll pull it together. And these people are so uh, thankful for, for what you guys are doing. It's phenomenal. I really appreciate everybody that's done it. Everybody, uh, please... Uh, you know, we were talking about the IRF-22. I got an email from Michael F. in Tenafly. If the various government agencies are allowed to seize firearms in homes to supposedly prevent suicides, 
then the result will be that gun suicides are likely to increase because people will be hesitant to re report suicidal thoughts to their family, friends, or therapists because they will be afraid of having their firearms confiscated. Michael, we talk about this conundrum, Catch-22 in New Jersey all the time. because That's why I belong to the uh, stigma-free uh, organization, and I support it, and I'm on the committee in Passaic County. Because of the stigma with mental health, people are reluctant to go get mental health help because they don't want to lose their guns. Right. Okay, so it's a it's backwards. It is it is it is backwards. And it's all part of the plan. Yes, okay, it's all it it's all part, part of, the, of plan. the plan. They want people to be afraid. They do not want people to get the to get help. All right. I got some other letters. Let's kill these. This is Stephen V from Great Falls, Montana. Dear Anthony, I just ordered four of your books. Three will go to my adult daughters and their families. One will stay with me because I learn important information every episode. I waste a perfectly good hour every <laughs> Sunday afternoon listening to your show. And because of your New Jersey horror stories, I've stepped up my political involvement. It's easier to plant your flag on the hill than to try to retake it. Keep up with your message. It's valid even in the Mountain West. The Montana legislature recently passed several 2A bills that will protect our rights in the future, but we cannot rest on our laurels. I believe that freedom is infectious and strong actions across the country will lead to the light chasing shadows even out of New Jersey. I might have read that last week, too, but it's you a did, good message. You did, but it's a good message. Yep. Uh, here's another one from Chris in Massachusetts. Okay. Good afternoon. Thank you again for your devotion and spirit towards the 2A community. Here in Massachusetts, we have similar politicians like yours, and our fight continues. Every Sunday morning, I listen to the show while performing my workout. I should start listening to your show after using the treadmill. That way, I can't laugh and subsequently fall off and hurt myself. <laughs> Seriously, keep up the service to others. I just ordered a copy of your book, Crime Proof, for my family. Keep the muzzle off your your mouth. Thanks. Chris in Massachusetts. <laughs> Shoe size 12E, glove size extra large, and glasses. Hey, a new one. Glasses 1.25 and <laughs> 1.75. All right. So we're starting to get uh, we're starting to get the glasses here. Uh, Joe Peluso. He's a 10D in cowboy boots, and he'll take a sausage and pepper sandwich, bitches. Nice. That's my buddy Joe Peluso. I love him. Okay, let's see. We got some more. We got, oh, John Petrolino went, did a Florida event, carry event. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Ken Lewis from Florida Carry 4th Annual Speakers Event, a new loyal listener to Gun For Hire Radio and fan, if you can, brother. Okay, that was from John Petrolino. Welcome to our family, Ken Lewis. Okay, uh, Ken Lewis approached John Petrolino and goes, Are you the John Petrolino from Decoding Firearms? I hear you on uh, Anthony talk about you on Gun for Hire Radio all the time. I got an email from James Jimmy Gross in Hunter's Trail, uh, in, uh, excuse me, Hope Mills, North Carolina. He wrote, a congressional staff member is rewriting the Constitution of the United States or a clerical error. You know the the, uh, the Second Amendment has that one comma, the third comma? Yeah. You know, the right of the people keeping bare arms shall not be infringed. Well, they wrote it without the comma, and the, the National Archives have the third comma present. And that's all part, you know, that's all of part course. of the whole yeah. uh, whole indoctrination. Let's change history. Let's change the way it's written. Just like the plaque on the, on the uh, Statue of Liberty is not part of our Constitution. You know, give us your huddled masses and stuff like that. Everybody plays that off, but that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with who should be coming into our country or not. That's right. All right. Uh, you know, we talked many times about Operation Choke Point. Yep. 
Well, it's getting worse now, again, that Biden is, uh, you know, in charge, where it's getting harder and harder for us well, to get financing. You, you better refrain that, rephrase uh, that. Well, that Kamala Harris and the yeah. deep state is in charge? Yes, yeah, so that's better. Okay. Yeah. So banking is getting tougher and tougher, and we're getting these notices from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And, and let me tell you something, guys. It's, we're, we're, we're in big trouble. Uh, so be careful who you're banking with and, and who you're not uh, banking with. It's, it's just getting to this point, uh, and I have a list here I'm going to go over with everybody. Uh, gun for hire. I'm looking for my guy. I can't find my guy. It's pissing me off. Jim Stabile, there it is. My boy, Jim Seal. So let's talk about the banks that are good for us. Here's the short list of banks that are still gun-friendly right now. BB&T, Wells Fargo, TD Bank, U.S. Bank, PNC Bank, Cadence Bank, Chase Bank, and many of your small local yeah. banks. Yeah, okay? which is who I'd say to go to. And there's a few on the quarantine crawl. All right, now, unfriendly, listen up right now, Citigroup, Bank of America, Amagl 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 yeah, say it, Sandy. Amalgamated, Amalgamated Bank, Amalgamated Bank, Thrive Capital, and Credit Karma. Okay, say aluminum now. Okay, aluminum. Okay, Credit Karma too. Really? Credit Karma, Thrive Capital, Amalgamated well, Bank, Karma, yeah. Bank of America, and Citigroup. No good. No good. No good. I'm telling you all right now, be careful where you're putting your money. They are unfriendly, especially if you're a firearms business. The National Shooting Sports Foundation keeps a list of this all the time. Now, let's talk about a little learning here. A crime wave, a knife-wielding gang of Bergen convenience store robbers strikes again. A group of knife-wielding thugs who've been robbing convenience stores in Bergen County apparently struck again. The clerk of the Route 46 7-Eleven in Elmwood Park told police the gang of four robbed the store of $400, 19 packs of Newports, and rolling papers. <laughs> you got to have your priorities, <laughs> all right? Priority. We got our smokes well, and our rolling now, paper. You know. Yes. The clerk said he was on the phone when one of them, brandishing a knife, walked around the counter and demanded he open the register. A similar holdup at Rochelle Park 7-Eleven less than 48 hours earlier yielded 2000 in cash. Fort Lee reported two similar holdups, uh, and Cliffside Park one similar holdup, where they come in and the robber says to the convenience store clerk, do you want to die? And they wield the knife. The last one, the robber slid with $2,700 and cigars and cigarettes. Cigars, too. Mm, wasn't me. Less than a week later, f five bandits robbed a Luke Oil station on Fletcher Avenue in Fort Lee. Five one of, of them come in at the same time? Yes. One of them had a silver folding knife and another made a jester beneath a sweatshirt that, if he ha that he had a gun. The robber made off with $1,500 cash and $450 worth of backwoods cigars. <laughs> okay. In each holdup, the bandits had a quick, convenient escape route. The Elmwood Park robbery occurred on Route 46 West across from the Red Carpet Inn. Barely a quarter mile from the parkway. Barrow police established the perimeter, help from Bergen County, the police departments, and local towns, but they were not able to catch the <laughs> They thieves. were long gone by then. Listen to me. So in my book, we talk about normalcy bias. We talk about yeah. heightened state of awareness. We talk about being aware of your surroundings. So here you are. You pull up for gas. 
and the gas station attendant gets robbed while you're right there, you're probably going to get sucked into it and you probably betcha. get robbed as well. You you're in a convenience store at 10 o'clock at night because you were going to get gas or you decided you need a cup of coffee or a pack of smokes or something. You're going to get sucked into it. So are you prepared if you're going to get sucked into it? When you live in a state like New Jersey, are you carrying a tactical pen? Are you carrying a two three hundred lumen flashlight? Are you also carrying an edged weapon? Are you versed in using that edge weapon? Mm -hmm. When you're, Is your back not to the front entry door of the convenience store? Are you watching everything that's going on around you? Are you walking in like a bumbling fool? How many of our family members are like that, oh, that we goodness. have to worry about? Yeah. yeah. I just stopped for gas and I ended up getting robbed. I just got stopped for gas and I end up, you know, walking right into this and they took all my stuff. Or you can end up getting killed or stabbed if the robbery goes bad. What if the clerk behind the counter decides to be a hero? You know, one thing I don't like is how easy it is to walk behind counters. Good convenience stores, they shouldn't be wide open where someone can just walk in or jump under a counter. But unfortunately, that's the world we live in. You know, so someone someone can step in. But as a customer, when you pull into a convenience store, scan the area. Don't get out of your car immediately. Does everything look right? Is something going down? Is somebody sitting in a getaway car facing away from the convenience store? Has no one been coming in and out? Is the clerk standing at the counter with the same two or three people? Is there someone outside looking like they're keeping a lookout? Once you enter the convenience store, whatever you need, be aware, go get what you need, keep your front looking forward to the door so you see what's going on. Never put your back to the door, just like when you sit at a restaurant. If you're making a cup of coffee, figure out a way to turn so that you can set up your coffee while you're watching the door. When you go to the counter to pay, be aware. Make sure your edge weapon is where you can get it. Don't take out a big wad of money. You should have a, a, a smollet or chump change on you. Make sure your angle towards the front door of the convenience store so you can see who's coming in and out. Stay making your coffee or doing microwaving, whatever you're doing, and let the other customer pay who's in there so they don't come up right behind you. Right. These are all the things you do. Now, when, as soon as you walk out of a convenience store, beeline it right to your car, press your remote clicker one time so only the driver's side door unlocks, uh, locks, unlocks, and you get in and lock the door behind you. Start your car up and get the hell out of there. Same thing when you're pulling up for gas. Now, in New Jersey, we don't pump our own gas. So while your gas is being pumped, your door should be locked, your window should be up. Yeah. When the clerk comes over to hand you your receipt or your credit card back, crack the window open like two or three inches and grab the paperwork. Sitting there, head in your ass with all your windows open will get you clipped or robbed. Yep. Things that you have to think about, unfortunately. In the 49 other states where you have to pump your own gas, be prepared. If you're a lady, your purse should be on the floor of the car in the front seat. You should get out of the car with your keys and your cell phone. You should lock all four doors with the windows up. You should pump gas. If there's kids or people in the car, you should never leave the car until the pumping is stopped. Then you can get your receipt, get in your car, lock the door, either pull away or pull up to the front of the convenience store and now you have to go in, blah, 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 blah. But this is all about situational awareness. This is all about heightened state of awareness. This is all about watching what's going on and being observant. Head and ass disease will get you killed every time, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look at this. We have these five or six people working around, and they're robbing people with knives. Now, are they, are they crazy? Are they killers? I don't know. We'll never know. But if they're put into a corner where it's looking at freedom and you in the way, 
there's a good chance you're going to get clipped. Yep. So you need to make sure that you're watching what you're doing. All right. Now, remember, we are the third tier here. We are the taxpaying, law-abiding citizens. We have no rights. We have no one on our side. But someday, the 70 or 80 million, 90 million people that feel the same way that we do, that are constantly being attacked by the woke culture, that are constantly being made guilty for what we are, who we are, what we stand for, I think that if we don't see a change soon, Sandy, I, I think you're going to see some prophetic fascist leader rise up that 70 or 80 million undeserved people are going to rally to. Well, What do yeah. you feel about that? I do feel very strongly about that. And, and then if you take it, you know, we talk about that pendulum that swings back and forth every 80 years from the me generation to the we generation, and we are at the zenith now of the we generation. Um, 2023 will be the absolute zenith and it's going to it'll it'll all collapse before it's going to get any better and before we start to get individualism back right now you're you're dealing with collectivism and unfortunately it's wide open for communism and socialism right now and you know every 80 years they try it and and uh you know it's just the the problem is is that you see a total collapse of society with it with that we collective thing um you know and 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 it's gonna i don't know if we are going to we will be very old by the time um it comes midway back so but we just can't we just can't continue no to no. be you know we can't continue to be marginalized like this law abiding tax paying citizens and it's going okay. it's going to get worse I, I don't see it getting any better especially under this administration but we, you know it's 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 not it's horrible it, it's just horrible it's not going to be a good thing unfortunately too many of our fellow citizens don't think this is a bad thing you know, I just, I'm to the point where I just can't take it anymore, and I continue to strike back. I mean, I can. I own a gun range. I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I'm a board member. I'm the executive vice president of the state NRA. I put my neck out there. I stick it out there. You know, I get packages. I get death threats. I get all all <laughs> kinds of stuff. You know, not everybody's willing to do what I do, and I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can't continue to hide. No, we can't. We cannot continue to hide. We have to, we have to stand and fight. Yes. Well, that's what this show is really all about, is, is, is to at least identify what's going on and at least try to educate those of us who really do believe in personal freedom. Yes, and full NRA instructor classes coming up. Check them out online. I am done. Support those who support you. Tip of the spear here. Make a donation to those five organizations, one or up to five, and you can win your very own Spartan Dory. GoFundMe.com and look for VHS of Ocean County. Help a homebound veteran. Takes about 100 bucks. Any portion of that would be welcome. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kind of media production. The music used in this broadcast was punished by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts from this Ferguson. Uh, each one, reach one. Love you guys. See you next week.
我想。